In this episode, we'll continue our discussion of the flawed heroes of the book of Judges by relating the troubling story of Jephthah and his daughter. Welcome to the Thoughtful Catholic Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck White. Please join me on an adventurous search for the true, the good, and the beautiful. In the last episode, we discussed the story of timid Gideon and how God used the modest faith of this unlikely leader to rout the large army of the Midianites. I said that the book of Judges was a dark book that proceeds mostly downhill. Our starting point in the last episode was the list of heroes presented by the sacred author in the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews. I said that St. Paul was inviting us to see ourselves in those heroes. In this episode, I'd like to dig deeper and try to get to the heart of the purpose of the book of Judges and St. Paul's purpose in highlighting these particular heroes by relating a particularly troubling story of another flawed hero on the list. Jephthah. Jephthah, pronounced Yiphthah in Hebrew, was the son of Gilead and a prostitute who was cast out of his father's house when he was young by his half-brothers, his father's other sons. He fled to the wilderness where he gathered around him a band of ne'er-do-wells and brigands. Jephthah became a well-known fighter and warlord of sorts. When the vast army of the Ammonites threatened Gilead, the men of Gilead came back to Jephthah and asked him to fight the Ammonites. Jephthah agreed, but only if the men of Gilead acknowledged him as their leader. And they did. Jephthah first tries to negotiate with the Ammonites, but to no avail. Then the book of Judges records a pivotal event in the 11th chapter. Quote, the spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah. End quote. Next, Jephthah does something puzzling and ultimately tragic. He promised God, quote, If thou wilt give the Ammonites into my hand, then whoever comes forth from the doors of my house to meet me when I return victorious from the Ammonites shall be the Lord's, and I will offer him up for a burnt offering. End quote. Jephthah is victorious in his battle against the Ammonites, but then tragedy strikes. His daughter, his only child, is the first to greet him upon his return to his home. After a few months' delay, Jephthah sacrifices his daughter and thus ends the future of his house and family. What's going on here? Are the inspired authors exalting such a rash and horrifying action? Or are we to believe that the inspired author forgot the details of Jephthah's story when he mentioned him in the book of Hebrews? First, God did not ask Jephthah to make this rash vow, and nowhere in sacred scripture is the act commended. Jephthah was ignorant of the fact that human sacrifice was expressly forbidden to Israel. We see this in the book of Leviticus and in the book of Deuteronomy. In Leviticus, it's in chapter 18, verse 21, quote, You shall not give any of your children to devote them by fire to Molech, and so profane the name of your God, I am the Lord, end quote. Ironically, Molech was the God of the Ammonites, and we see that in the second 
book of Kings, chapter 23. And in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 12, we read, quote, You shall not do so to the Lord your God, for every abominable thing which the Lord hates they have done for their gods, for they even burn their sons and daughters in the fire to their gods, end quote. Again, that's Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 31. Human sacrifice is clearly forbidden. St. Augustine, a 4th or 5th century church father and bishop of Hippo, wrote, quote, The Lord did not prevent him, as he prevented Abraham, from sacrificing his only daughter, allowing Jephthah to carry out what he had promised and thus punish him, itself with a very serious loss, and on the other hand, it would not placate God in any way with the immolation of a human person. And therefore, it must be said that this father was given the punishment so that the example of such a choice would not go unpunished, and men would think to offer something great to God when they offered human victims. And what is even more horrible, they offered their own children. St. Augustine wrote that in a book called Questions on Judges. In the last episode, I cited a verse that haunts the epilogue of the book of Judges. Quote, In those days there was no king in Israel, and every man did what was right in his own eyes. End quote. We read that twice in the book of Judges, once in the 17th chapter and once in the 21st chapter. The book of Judges paints a clear picture of a dozen inadequate and flawed judges who each deliver Israel from its enemies, but only for a short time. It looks forward to a holy king that will rule Israel. In the near term, and on one level, that's King David. But even David is flawed and inadequate, as we shall soon see. From the perspective of the revelation of the New Testament, and certainly the book of Hebrews that cites these Old Testament heroes, that holy king is Jesus Christ, son of David. St. Paul, in the book of Hebrews, argues that if God rewarded the modest faith of the flawed heroes of the Old Testament, how much more will he reward our faith now in Jesus, the fulfillment of all the promises he made to Israel? In the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews, we read, quote, And all these, though well attested by their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had foreseen something better for us, that apart from us they should not be made perfect. End quote. St. John Chrysostom, a 4th century church father and bishop of Constantinople, wrote about this verse, quote, Do you see that we have the advantage of them? For God he says, has provided some better thing for us in order that they may not seem to have had the advantage of us from being crowned before us. He appointed one time of crowning for all, and he that gained the victory so many years before receives his crown with you. Do you see his tender carefulness? End quote. So let's march on with our faith in Jesus, knowing that God has foreseen something better for us. Until next time, God bless. You've been listening to the Thoughtful Catholic Podcast. Come back soon.